How are you? Hope you're fine. This is the Shaggy Show. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Good luck to you, mate. All I wanted was a pie. And then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. I see your mental condition is improving. Is it metaphorical? Is it is it deep? Is it deep? But that boy, he's not all that shy as right. Shee! me, Governor. It's the Shy Life Podcast. Hello, Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm uh, I'm here with two special guests. One of them will be saying something and the other one, well, he might do. The first one, the, one of them is Dealey, who's very quiet, but he's here. Yes. Uh, and the other one is Andy, the birthday twin, who's back again. Hello, Hi. hello, hello. I'm the birthday twin. I'm back again. <laughs> Welcome and thank you for having me back. Oh, no. It was always going to have to happen. We were saying this is the third time you've been on. The first time we talked generally about some soaps that we liked. Then we talked about ourselves and things we liked. And this time we're, we're going back to, to soaps and we're going to talk about two particular ones. But let's run the theme music. And when we come back, we'll explain a little more. On that theme music, deals. Darling, it's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> yes, but it's a positive thing, Paul. The High Life, the Shy Life. You won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Uh, I'll, I'll go anywhere for a potato. Delicious. Hello, Captain. How are you? You quite like a big bang, don't you, Paul? <laughs> go Shy Yeti. Oh, I hope he hasn't found out my secret. Do you think he has? I love the Eddie test. It's my favorite thing. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Yeah, I, I'm strangely drawn to Yeti and Jones' ankles as well. <laughs> I could eat more body weight in crisps <laughs> every day. Has anyone seen my hot sausage? It's all gooey and meaty and yum, 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 yum. It's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Look, mommy, I'm famous. <laughs> Marvellous. Marvellous, Paul. Hi there. And we're back. So, yes. Um, Andy, do you want to oh, tell the listeners? Good what to we're... be back, Paul. And yeah. um, have, have you got a, have you got a cuppa? Because it's a, it's afternoon cereal time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got coffee. Um, and it is actually afternoon when we're recording this isn't it so that's perfect so if you could just imagine that it's it's early 1983 it's not 2023 as we really are today back to 1983 and central tv has just launched two new programs as an afternoon serial you know we've done our housework we've got to go and pick the kids up from school in a bit but now it's time to put our feet up and enjoy half an hour of australian television so um i don't know quite what the dates were but um they basically started showing the young doctors on a monday and a tuesday Mm. and sons and daughters wednesday thursday friday and i can remember that from being a kid um that so we would have been nine Mm -hmm. when that started um so a long long time ago for me since i first saw um some of these some of these episodes i think you saw them a bit more later than that in your region 
yeah, sort of not until 1990 did I get it had been showing since before that. But um, I recently discovered my 1990 diary, and listeners have heard some of those episodes. And and um, I think we're almost coming up to the point where I see my first episode of Sons and Daughters. I think I saw my first episode when I was on holiday in Portugal with Sunburn. Um, <laughs> and then I came back and thought, I need to watch this show. And um, I can't remember if I was a w- really watching Prisoner. I guess I was probably really watching Prisoner by this point, although I'm not mentioning Prisoner in my diary. So it might have been all around this time that I started watching those shows. But Could uh, have been. See, see, for me, this was long before Prisoner. This was before Neighbours and Home and Away had yeah. started for yeah. me. Um, and it's really Prisoner that we've got to thank for this because i suppose the the launch of prisoner on dvd has then led mm. to grundy's and the other companies thinking actually we could start releasing other shows mm. um for me thinking that i'd ever get to see the young doctors again or sons and daughters was almost like you hadn't even thought you would be able to because mm. they were it was long long ago and far away so um them starting to release them on dvd's been a, fantastic there was a massive gap with sons and daughters where i'd seen the first 200 episodes and then i'd seen from about 1985, 30 years ago, uh, and then there, so there were there were probably the box sets, um, like the two, three, four, and some of five. Actually, a little bit, yeah. Well, a lot of it, I, I, I just never seen, so it was all new to me. This is what, um, you know, I tend to think of it just, just because something's old. If you've never seen it, then it's still new. It's, it's, mm. you know, um, and, and um, yeah. So I've, I've. I never th- again. I, I never thought I'd I'd see all of Sons and Daughters, all the episodes I'd never seen. And 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 so far they've only released um, one DVD set of Young Doctors, so yeah. we don't know whether they'll do any more. But we've at least got the first two hundred and fifty. Yeah, two hundred and fifty episodes to look at. So, shall we? Shall we make a start then? Yes, we're going to talk about which one. Do you want to do first? Oh, I guess we should do it chronologically. I suppose. Because although they both started in Central on the same year, there there is a big. Should we do uh, Young Doctors first? Then? Yeah, let's do Young Doctors and 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 the the episodes are they're like the pilot episode A and B, aren't they? And then yes, part one or episode one. Um, but uh, I mean, there's nothing in the pilot that you think they could get away with not showing because it, so yeah, uh, I don't know why they don't just call that episode one. But there we go. Um, it's um. And I wanted to ask you, Paul, um, because actually watching these now in 2023, they're such they're so old, aren't they? Yeah. And you think this was so just to kind of set the scene for the listeners, Young Doctors is set in a, a hospital in Sydney, um, and it's 1976. Yeah. And um the episodes basically open with a new group of intern doctors arriving at the hospital. Um yeah. they're they're kind of trainees newly qualified doctors it's not really explained but they're they're basically the young doctors that are starting on this ward and we get to meet through them mm-hmm. uh, the hospital superintendent and some of the other senior staff we've got the receptionists we've got the um the woman who runs the kiosk at the ho- at the, uh, the hospital as well and also a place where they like to relax across the road uh, and, yeah. and perhaps have a drink after some of their shifts mm-hmm. i've got to say for me watching this it feels a bit naughty, some of it. I mean, the actual <laughs> opening scene, you've got one of the doctors on a on a bed with a nurse and drinking yeah. champagne and yeah. up to all sorts. It feels a little bit there's a little a, bit naughty. There's a lot of there's a lot of naughtiness going on. Um, people having affairs and and, and a nurse seeing a, an older doctor. That's he, Jojo, he, isn't it? That's Jojo, yeah. And then there's um Brian Denham 
who's the superintendent and his wife Laura. She 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 has an, a a fling while he's away for twenty four hours. Uh, so that's really I wanted to ask you about this because um, obviously it's we can't put today's judgments on how life was in the seventies, but mm. that that whole relationship between Brian and Laura, where he's got this powerful job working in the hospital mm. and he's flying off to New Zealand for conferences and medical things, and and then he's got this wife at home, and and it just feels. It feels like a different world, really, in a way, doesn't it? What what yeah. what does Laura have to fulfil herself? I mean, yeah. there's one scene where he says, "I want a shirt ironing," yeah. and you just think that, that, that they're really trying to show how lonely she is and how mm. bored she is, maybe as a yeah. as, as a housewife. I don't blame her having a fling with with uh, with Craig. <laughs> she's very sexy. <laughs> she's very very <laughs> bored, and she's very very bored. Um, so so just for this, the kind of story's benefit. Um, and I don't know if this is explained properly, but Brian and Laura have come from Melbourne to Sydney, yeah. and Brian's taken up the role as the hospital superintendent. Yeah. And Dr. Craig Rothwell is this junior doctor that's maybe trained under Brian in Melbourne, and he's yeah. kind of followed him to Sydney. And obviously, yeah. as we've just kind of said, uh, Laura and Craig, the younger guy, have had a bit of a thing already and have another one. Yeah. And um, what did you think of that, of, of that whole kind of... Um, Brian's away and, and Laura's kind of out for dinner with him. And well, I mean, she's quite pub in a quite public area. She's in that bar. Yeah, so anyone could wander in. Doctor Shaw could have wandered in, or um, or, or Doctor Denham's um, um, uh, 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 secretary. Um, uh, I've forgotten her name, but I've um, Helen, I've Helen Helen Gordon, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, and you know, it's, it's it's a bit sort of she's like maybe she's like almost wanting to be. Well, I mean, because there's, there, there's implications beyond the fact they've gone out because she's got a babysitter in. The babysitter's sort of said that she'll stay, you know, um, after midnight if necessary, which me- makes Laura sort of decide, oh well, yeah, I probably go back with Craig to his room. And um, but then the babysitter gets a phone call uh, from her boyfriend yes, to sort yes. of say. Say so I, I can't remember what, what what he's saying or whether you even hear some party, and she just rushes out and leaves the the boy just um, laid on the sofa eating cake, yeah, watching yeah. some some movie on some TV. About midnight, yeah. And, he's, <laughs> and yeah, he's called Toby, and um, and and yeah, things get worse in the morning. But, uh, so he he kind of um is just kind of left on the sofa, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And um, did you notice the TV with the big rabbit ear aerial on it? That's just like something from the past, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so um, we've got all that going on, and we also get introduced um quite early on to probably one of the um one of the most memorable characters from the Young Doctors in the shape of Sister Scott. Oh yes, she was um, turning up like. The, the lift door opens and she's standing there sort of uh, and, um, and and she was quite significant um the actor was called cornelia francis and was yeah. quite a significant uh actor in australian productions and people might recognize her from other shows one of which is sons and daughters but we won't be um we won't i don't think she's in the first no. episodes is she? Yeah. she she's she's in it as an occasional quite early on in the show but uh um, not in our first three episodes. Um, of course, she was also a big in Home and Away as well. Yes, of course, as Morag, and a lot of people would know her as Morag. 
So um, some of the other doctors that we get to meet are a guy called Dr. Howard. And I thought he he comes across as really kind and helpful. Um, and he seems a really nice guy. And it turns out that his father actually owns the restaurant over the road, which oh, yeah. is called Bunny's Place. Yeah. So you've um, got Bunny Howard and um, his son, who's, who's one of the doctors at the hospital. And we also um, get to see Dr. Gail Henderson. Uh, which yeah. is interesting from a point of view of Prisoner because it's the same actor that plays one of the characters in the very first episode of Prisoner, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Peter Tapano. Right. Um, and um, we actually see Craig Rothwell walk in and kind of chat her up as well. And it's almost like he can't keep his hands off any woman. And, yeah. and that just feels a bit, <laughs> I don't know, I suppose th- through today's lens where you think about can can men get away with that in the workplace today? constantly chatting women up and constantly being being a bit sleazy really she she, um she's reading a textbook and and even when he comes over and sees what she's reading he says oh i see you're a nurse um uh, even though presumably the book is far more complex than something a nurse would be reading uh and and um she goes well no i'm a doctor and and he then he has to kind of back back backpedal and go oh you're one of the interns yeah yeah Uh, because of course and the other thing is that craig um he's the son of a a renowned surgeon um so he's kind of he's kind of inferred that he's kind of got where he is partly from his father's influence or his father's profession uh, and it doesn't necessarily mean he'll be a good doctor just because his dad was but but obviously um very charismatic very good looking um i like the bit in the first scene where um it says um <laughs> when he's on the hospital bed with the nurse drinking the champagne and he says i'm going to be one of the best surgeons in the country yeah. and the nurse says you're already one of the best operators i know <laughs> yeah, yeah. there are a couple of comedy well funny scenes because uh, you get to see some of the although i did think i think when you first see sister scott uh it's supposed to be in the evening but it's the most quiet hospital because yes. there's actually nobody around at all, not anybody around, except for Sister Scott and who she's talking to. But um, you, on the next day, you do see like some comedy patients. There's a, there's a girl who wants to see somebody because she's pregnant. And, yes. and, and they go, well, how long do you think you've been pregnant? And she looks so watch and goes, about half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then there's that other woman who's very prissy. Um, and, and she won't even, t- she wants she wants to talk to an older doctor, not a not a young young doctor. And <laughs> yes. and um and he he says age, and she says how dare you, sort of thing. And he writes fifty five, and she she, goes, she says I'm not fifty five, I'm forty eight. Uh, and, and, and told me that. And Paul, that really shocked me. I know. When 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 I first saw that, when 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 I first put that DVD on after all mm. those years of mm. that, that was my age, and I'm thinking, yeah. there's no way, <laughs> there's no way this this woman who who clearly is very el- well not elderly but mm. she's 48 she doesn't look and that's she's ooh, not how God. we perceive ourselves at 48 absolutely um, not mm-hmm. i wanted to just ask you a little bit as well about the production uh quality the kind of the production standards because we've got to be honest haven't we it wasn't a big budget production young doctors no. was it the uh, the scenery is quite quite poor really isn't it and i know a lot of people talk about australian soap operas as having wobbly walls and um quite low budget sets and really this is the one that kind of has it isn't it because it does feel like 
every room is the same room. It's just they've just wheeled out the hospital beds and then put a sofa in, and it's someone's living room. And yeah. mm. there, there are there are some outdoor scenes, but not as many as in Sons and Daughters um, uh, um, a few years later. But there's the the only the only scene I can definitely think of is is when there's the car accident. Um, and yes. That, and that's the end of episode well that's the end of the second pilot but um uh, or a part so a maybe we should just say as well what that car accident is so we yeah. mentioned didn't we that um laura has left her little boy yeah. with a babysitter who then gets invited out to a party, party um so poor little toby wakes up next morning um home alone what does he do so throws on some clothes and runs out and then I mean, next uh, thing I mean, presumably he's he knows he's got to go. He's the only one doing what he's supposed to do. He's like, oh, I need to be going to school, and I'll just have to walk there. I think most of us would kind of go, oh, I can't go to school because nobody's here. So, oh, Woody, I've got a day off school. He's very, he's a very conscientious boy. Um, Definitely. So then we then see this car screeching around the corner, um, and it's a hit and run, knocks the little kid over and speeds off. Um, and and that, I found that quite shocking. Yeah, it's quite, it's it's quite shocking, and also. Um, it takes a while for, um, because when he gets taken to hospital, uh, it takes a while for, you know, the, the, you even hear it report when Dr. Denham's got back, you mm. even hear him being t- told or them or Dr. Shaw being told there's been a hit and run, but they, they don't realize at that point that it's that, Dr. Um, Denham's little boy. So you've got this, this awful scene, as you said, where Dr. Denham's back from his, um, his conference or wherever he's been. And, um, they get told, don't they, um, that there's this hit and run and he's brought in and do they need consent to do an operation? So they have to get that from Dr. Denham because he's the hospital superintendent. And you've got this, this I suppose it's it's part of the whole kind of story, isn't it? This scene where Dr. Denham says, well, I'll, I'll come down and see the boy um, and, and not realising it's actually his own child. Mm. So how is his wife going to explain this, that she's supposed to have been at home looking after him and he's run out and, um, and that's kind of the end of the first episode, I think, um, kind of how that ends. What did you think of the theme music to it? Oh, I've always liked, the, <laughs> I've always liked the young doctor's theme, um, probably more than any Australian soap because I don't. It's really to... groovy, isn't it? Really, really funky. And, and I suppose as so, sorry, go on. No, as you say, uh, at the end, at the end, at the end of the episode, uh, episode one, which is episode three for for, for our purposes, is, is um, they're, they're at the bar and yes. um, Bunny sort of says, "Oh, we've got a great new band called the Executives in," and they start playing the theme music. <laughs> and, and and I notice at the end, it, it does actually say that the theme tune was played by the Executives. Executive, so, do you yeah. think do you think that's actually the band? Yeah, I expect so. It must be. And they, they keep actually the same pretty people. much. They pretty much keep with versions of that theme. They make they change not change it slightly or or put a little extra sound effects. Um, uh, the, the title sequences on on Young Doctors was always fun as well. Always very fast moving and a different you know updated with whoever was in the cast. But uh, so I wanted to just um, mention briefly as well about the opening credits because I think it's 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 interesting how they put them together and and it's interesting that we mentioned about the end of 
episode one, which, as you quite rightly say, is episode three, you've got this bit with some of the doctors all dancing with each oh, other. Mm. And then, then you realise this has actually been intercut in the opening titles for the mm. first hundred or so episodes. And you've got mm. uh, different nurses and doctors dancing together intercut with them at work. Yeah, and mm. And I kind of think that's interesting how there was clearly a bit of thought put into that. Yeah. it's kind of here they are at work and then here they are um on an evening relaxing mm. and, and and kind of drinking together and i thought that was quite well done later later versions you have like you might even have an ambulance putting up at the start with a siren yes. um yes. and, and um yeah it, it changes i do like a changing title so there's nothing worse than that. that's the one thing about sons and daughters is although the pictures change um it's it's pretty much it's not that exciting. It's sometimes exciting to see what is a new face or the um, or whatever, but it's it's very it's quite basic compared to Young Doctors. Um, so although although they didn't have money for the sets, they clearly did have a bit of money to spend on uh, theme tunes and opening titles and, and kind of captions and stuff because. Mm-hmm. If you look at some of the other other uh, stuff that was being made, Cop Shop, they didn't even their theme tune isn't even a, a, a special track. It's just something mm. off library music mm. that you can download. Whereas at least this was, they got the music done specifically for the um, for the show, didn't they? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it, it's in a way it's kind of lucky that it uh, ran for the years it did because um, it, it the. the it sort of started at the start of disco and and was finishing sort of when disco was coming to an end, but or had ended really. But they didn't need to kind of, I don't know if it had gone into the eighty, much more into the eighties. They might have said this sounds really dated now. But uh, well, yeah, and, but but to be fair, I think watching it in the early nineteen eighties, it felt really dated, and and I can remember. Um, I mean, how old were we? Did we say nine? perhaps like when we were 10 and 11 talking to school friends uh, you know about things like young doctors and sons and daughters and how the clothes seemed quite particularly with young doctors seemed quite old-fashioned and the men all had massive flared trousers and big huge kipper ties and Mm. big huge collars that went beyond your shoulder bone and um some of the hairstyles as well. What did you think of Ada? Because we finally get to see Ada, don't we? In, yeah, um, I, like, I really like one. Ada, and she's one of the people who stays. Well, I think she's in the very last scene as well. She is, isn't um, she? And it. and I, I I made a note of this. Ada's Ada's opening scene is just as Toby's being brought in um, as the hit and run uh, victim, and she stood there in a lime green felt dress with this absolutely massive collar and this blue floral tabard and glasses on a chain. <laughs> so she's, it's, it's a look that, you know, you really wouldn't see that today. And, and with really, really tight, uh, kind of tight curly ginger hair as well. Yeah, yeah. So really making most of the color production. <laughs> Where did we get to? We've just um, met Ada. 
uh, yeah. a kiosk and, and yeah. she's the hospital gossip isn't she yeah so yeah. everything that goes on ada finds out about and um and poor dr denham's just discovered that his um the hit and run victim mm. is actually his own son mm. so how's that gonna get explained i wanted to ask did you notice there's a really strange scene with dr henderson where she's obviously she's quite new to the hospital mm. and she just walks over to this massive door with this massive handle and it's like was that the studio door was that was that a mistake or was that meant to be that because that that seems to be the bit where normally when the ambulances arrive where they Um, kind of bring in the um mm. the patients on the on the kind of trolley out the ambulance but it's Mm. just a really weird shot of this massive door with this massive handle that just seems to be too high up but um just a bit of a weird one that one i wasn't sure what was going on there um so over at the denim's house Laura gets home from her her naughty night out. She's done the walk mm. of shame with Dr. Craig yeah. and um, she's, she's back at home and no Toby. So um, she's straight on the phone to the babysitter, isn't who, she? Screaming who, at the babysitter. She's called what? Carleen. She sounds like somebody <laughs> out of Kath and Kim, doesn't it? <laughs> you must get over here now. Carleen, and you just think, well, you know, it's, it's not her fault that you ditched your kid to go off with some other bloke while your husband's away at a conference. Um, and, and, and I did notice that that bit of Laura shouting on the phone is actually the, they use that oh. bit in the opening titles. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought that was quite good. And we get to meet Helen as well, don't we? Because, um, yeah. she, she's, um, in, she, whatever on my notes, she, she interrupts Dr. Denham um, so that he can, um, start the, the induction with the new doctors who've arrived. And, and Helen was one of the main, um, characters through the whole series. And she was almost like a mum figure, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Um, isn't she, the, we- isn't she the mother of another actress who's been in other, Yes, I think she's in. I think she's the mother of somebody who plays actress who plays Samantha in the later in Sons and Daughters. Sons and Daughters yeah. yeah, yeah. And we get to we'll eventually get to meet Helen's children, and um, she was a very motherly figure, wasn't she, through the whole series? And um, we also haven't mentioned we met uh, we sort of meet Dennis, who's the orderly. He's yes. in it all the way through as well. What do you think of Dennis? He's he's a nice character. He's he's sort of everyone's friend, and um, sort of. I guess he's sort of—is he? Would you say he's unlucky in love early in the early yeah. days? I know he has. A, I know he gets married eventually and everything, but he's sort of—he's the Joker. Everyone, yeah. everyone likes him, but nobody wants to go out with him. <laughs> and even when they do go out with him, they just see him as a friend. And yeah. um, if they get a better offer, they'll they'll kind of dump him. I feel quite sorry for Dennis. Really, I mm. think he's quite—he's quite poorly treated by some of the people in the hospital, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, the, the other thing um, I was going to mention, there is a subplot. Um, there's another a patient called Billy who's a child. Yes. Who's, who's he, he sort of needs an operation, but I think, is it because somebody else dies in his ward? He get, he doesn't want to have the operation because he thinks yes. he's going to die. Yeah. Um, so they have to send Nurse Jojo in, don't they, to, yeah. um, to talk to him. And what did you think of that scene where you've got, I mean, Billy's obviously 13, 14. Mm-hmm. Maybe twelve. Yeah. yeah, it's like they've they've covered him in 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 water. So he's either sweating because it's hot, or he's sweating. Yes. He's supposed to look like he's um, like obviously he's got the sweats on. Yes, yeah. I think one thing that that you kind of notice from these early episodes, and I don't know whether it was because um, they're badly written or 
<laughs> they never seem to actually go into the detail of what the medical conditions are that the patients have. Um, mm. We kind of later on, we'll see a character who's got a terminal illness, mm. which is some kind of stomach cramp thing, but mm. we absolutely have no idea what it is that's wrong with her. Um, they just don't seem to want to mention any real medical problems. And I wonder why that was. When, when Billy gets out, at some point he gets out of bed. I don't know if it's because he's pulled the cannula or whatever it is out of his arm, but he's he goes to try and find a phone to ask somebody to try yes, and yes, and, and he's bleeding everywhere. And I don't think that's his actual what he's in hospital for. I, I, I might be wrong. But, yeah, I um, found that strange. But he, but it's, it's kind of some of these sometimes these daytime thing shows or whatever that they kind of keep away from showing blood. But that, that, there was sort of blood oozing out of his his bandage um which i i sort of had forgotten from even though i only watched it before now quite relatively recently yeah there's also one other um side plot which links to jojo which um is something that i always like to do in my own projects there's a there's a, a patient who's a who's doing palm reading and yes. um she, yes. she reads um, what did you think of that well, I mean, it, it's it's silly, but it, it's kind of, but it's the it's it's what makes soap soap for me, that sort of thing, um, because she predicts that JoJo that men will be her her downfall, her downfall, yeah, um, and this is before she goes and meets up with her married man, who 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 probably gives her a check um, for her time, and then she and she tears it up, and but she'd been warned that money she might come into money, but it'll bring a heartbreak, so. Uh-huh. I find um I find Jojo quite an interesting character because um obviously she's quite glamorous um and we see her both in her nurse's uniform and um and in fact when you see the opening title she's the first person that you see um in a really kind of fancy blue dress with her hair all done Farrah Fawcett style grooving away to the disco music yeah. um so she's obviously one of the main characters and and I found it quite interesting because um she's actually quite a strong character and actually mm. says what she thinks and mm. she gets some quite good stories and gets some quite good um some quite good lines and and she's definitely not some kind of meek and background nurse character no. she's right out there front and center and does what she wants and she's having a relationship as you said with an older man and mm. it feels like she's quite empowered and quite a mm. strong a strong woman mm. I, I, have you watched all of the the first box set because i'm i'm i have yes yeah so you, you'll know more because i'm more i'm more familiar really other than i've watched about the first 13 episodes but because sons and daughters is there i was i was going to sort of make sons and daughters last and alternate and, and alternate discs but then i think when it got to about season f- five or so they sped up the last two you got the last two of, you perhaps got one or maybe two a year if you were lucky and then suddenly you got two within about three or four months and i just thought oh uh, I'm gonna. Oh, so I will go back to Young Doctors and watch the whole thing when there's mm. no more sons and daughters um, left to watch. But um, I, I'm more familiar with the la- perhaps 1981 to when it finished in 83 ish. Um, so you should so definitely. You should definitely go back and watch and watch yeah. more of them because I think once once it gets past its initial premise of setting up the characters and, and yeah. you start to get a bit more familiar with them and some of the things that they do, um, there's some quite good stories. Um, we get to see a character called Hilary Templeton, who's a businesswoman, mm. yeah. who um, I think she first comes into it because the the 
the person that she works for is a tennis player and he's having some surgery done, some private surgery. And that was quite interesting how, I suppose, for us living in Britain and having the NHS, to see um, the kind of Australian medical system where you've got people coming in for their general kind of healthcare, but then private patients as well at the same time in the same hospital and the kind of difference between the ones that the private patients get and the ones that would be the, um, is it, is it insurance funded healthcare that Mm. they have in us or they had in Australia at that time? There is that real uh, kind of like two tier system, isn't there? which I thought was quite interesting. A couple of other things that I think from from these first couple of episodes, and we kind of have to give a spoiler for the next episode, but while all this is going on with with poor Toby and and he's been hitting the hit and run, we also then see a woman brought in Mm. um, who we're then told has been a suicide attempt. Yeah, mm. and her husband turns up, and I thought there was an interesting scene where you've got Laura, who's who's at the hospital because her son's, uh, you know, close to death and needing this emergency surgery, sat next to the man who actually ran him over, oh, because yeah, that's that's, that's right. the actual yeah. twist. The yeah. woman who's been brought in as the attempted suicide and her husband are actually the people that were driving the car. Mm. So yeah. nice little twist there because you've kind of got got the ones who did it and the ones who who were suffering that kind of sat side by side and it's almost like that um when you're in the hospital waiting room waiting to hear about your nearest and dearest it's kind of like a great leveler isn't it it doesn't mm-hmm. matter who you are or your circumstances you're waiting to hear whether you're the person you care about is going to live or die and i thought that was quite interesting and doesn't the um the husband <sighs> He turns out to be a bit of a, yeah. a, a really bad character, bad character. and he, I think he actually, um, I think he actually assaults um, Sister Scott, doesn't he? Yeah, but that's not. It's not really not this time, but but um, I, re- yeah. I remember how much happens in the first ten episodes. Um, hmm. It keeps on. It doesn't stop. You'd think it would stop after you know the initial. It, it would slow down after the initial first few. Um, but it doesn't. It really it doesn't. keeps going, mm-hmm. and I think. The premise of being in a hospital, and, and I suppose a lot of the action is in, in the accident and emergency part of the hospital, isn't it? I like that because I think you, you can keep it fresh and there's always new patients coming in and people changing shifts. So maybe if an actor did need some time out for a bit of filming, they can say, and I think they do this with Jojo, they say, oh, she's she's gone to maternity to kind of help over there. And they can write her out for a few episodes because... Yeah maybe the actor wanted to do a film or something mm-hmm. and um with a hospital scenario you can easily you can have people come in and go in and it kind of flows a bit better i think it, some of the problems with some of the other soaps are that when the actors needed time out it just feels a bit well where are they yeah um i guess thinking of a, a uk hospital show such as like casualty i only ever watched casualty when it was on like 10 episodes a year and it wasn't really that ongoing i guess when it was on much more regularly it probably became more like young doctors with subplots and yes and um uh but uh uh yeah it's, it's uh, uh you know and because we'd also had emergency war 10 in the uk which i do have a disc of somewhere but i guess that's like a slower black and white version of uh, of young doctors but uh, another thing i wanted to to mention did you did you notice that when when they're in anybody's house or uh, a restaurant there's never any windows they just put like a like a bamboo mat up on the wall where the window where the window would be almost like you've got bamboo curtains or something and it just seems to be a bit of a we can't afford a window on the set so let's just let's just put something 
link up or, or, or perhaps just hang some curtains on the wall. They've constantly got them shut. Well, so Australian soaps of that time are renowned for having cardboard cut out backdrops. If you open yes. the door, you, you know, you can see in the background um, that, you know, that happens, that's still happening in sons and daughters and neighbors um, you know, like 10 years later. Yeah. One of the other things. I think they're a bit better with it now. Yes. Um, but, uh, People yeah. expect higher, higher production yeah. like values. Like windows don't they? and trees, real trees. <laughs> the only other thing that that I've kind of got got written down was because um, if you watch it all the way through, you'll notice on the end titles that the medical equipment has been supplied by some medical company, and it doesn't it seem it's almost Victorian some of the medical mm. stuff that they use in. For example, like the blood packs are in glass bottles. Mm. I mean, that's really going back in time, and the kind of heart machine that's monitoring someone's you know the bleep bleep thing it's, it's funny you say that but i remember years ago um when the exorcist first came out on on um on dvd or, or yes. maybe on video um and i think there must be hospital scenes in that which i i that's not what stuck with me obviously that's not uh, that's not what i think of when i think of the exorcist but my brother because uh, he spent quite a lot of time in hospital when he was he was young he said the scariest thing for him watching the exorcist was seeing how the hospitals i guess even though he wouldn't have been in hospital until the 80s he i think i don't know the whole hospital thing freaked him out far more than, than the actual <laughs> girl being possessed mm-hmm. by the devil <laughs> thankfully no devils in albert memorial but well not you know not the episodes i've seen but but i think as a note no it's not bad i think mm-hmm. it's got a bit of um it's got quite a lot of charm maybe from the kind of hairstyles and clothing yeah. and some of the cheesy lines. And it does feel a little bit naughtier than perhaps some of the stuff that came later. And, mm. and, and I kind of think watching it now, you think, are they, are they actually trying to highlight sexism that a mm. lot of the male staff have towards the female staff or are they just getting away with it because that's how life was then? I don't know. I think it's mm. something you've got to have in your mind when you're watching it, but it's definitely enjoyable. Was it, in, was it shown in, because of course we, we get a lot of these shows in the daytime, but was it an evening soap? I think it was an evening what? one. Yeah. It was an evening one. Because Early of, evening. Yeah. Cause of course that they they they're Aussie soaps, or continuing dramas, or whatever you want to call them, um, from that era were quite naughty. With things like um, uh, Number Ninety Six, that was extremely naughty um, uh, at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and the box, um, yes. I think that's pretty naughty at times, maybe as well. Which, which, thinking back to British TV at the end of the seventies and early eighties maybe wasn't perhaps wasn't watching the same kind of programs but to me british tv felt a lot more conservative and a lot more old-fashioned and a lot more stiff upper lip and and we wouldn't show things like that or talk about them and i suppose perhaps some of the charm of the australian shows from that era is that they were they were a little bit more risque and a little bit more um i feel feel like perhaps the the english or the, the the british tv was a bit more teasing or a little bit more giggling a little bit a little bit um sort of immature about things like that whereas australia would just kind of show you show you how it was yeah how it was and you you might see a couple with not no clothes on but it wasn't necessarily titillating it was just like this is what it is Mm -hmm. um so we're coming to the end of the the first three episodes of young doctors and i think the final um the final bit that, that kind of i've made a note on is Toby's in surgery and Laura um, 
speaks to Craig and she says, we're going to have to confess. Mm-hmm. I can't keep this up. We're going to have to confess that, that what we were doing um, mm-hmm. while Toby was, was, was kind of in the hit and run. And that's quite, I found that quite, Oh, wow. That's obviously going to lead to some quite big, significant mm-hmm. um, things are going to happen as a result of that. If, the, if it's all going to come out that they've had an affair and that she's left the kid at home while she's gone out gallivanting, that's obviously going to be some quite meaty stories coming up. And perhaps we'll get to see a bit more about the relationship between Brian and Laura and, and how that plays out. But, but also with Craig, you think it's only going to be of interest to him whilst it's somebody else's wife. Um, he's got so many other girls out there. He wouldn't want to, would would he really want to commit mm. to her if she was suddenly single? Um, I, I don't think exactly. that's his, don't think that's his um, uh, and what's going to happen to his promising career if he yeah. has been caught sleeping with the boss's wife? I'm sorry, <laughs> you went in the four hours of being yeah. there. <laughs> exactly. So much for your future career as being one of the best the best mm. surgeons in the country. Your career might be down the down the swanny, mate. Uh-huh. So, um, have you got anything else on those first three episodes of Young Doctors uh, that stand out? No, I think we've covered almost every anything that the um, she, Laura doesn't get as far as confess. She tries to confess to Brian, but mm. he's kind of giving her excuses. I can't remember exactly what did she well, what did she where did she say she'd been? Did she say she'd been visiting a friend or something? Or because she, she said knew, she wrote. She said that she took sleeping tablets. Oh, right. So, yeah. so, so the first thing she didn't realize that the babysitter. No, hang on. Let's Probably get this right. Brian's yeah. away, yeah. and Laura said that she'd taken a sleeping yeah. tablet. Yeah. And and when she, by the time she woke up, Toby was gone. Yeah. And she yeah. got no idea where he was. But yeah, it's going to be difficult to keep that 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 lie going, isn't it? Yeah, because he he's a oh don't don't you know anyone could have made that mistake <laughs> anyone could have made the mistake with the with the sleeping pill not not with sleeping with the um, <laughs> Craig, which, um yeah. yeah definitely um, we didn't mention Doctor Mason as well I mean I think he's perhaps um, another one of the heartthrobs isn't he Greg Mason mm. oh, I, yes, think, I think I think he was a pop star he, he's another one who turns in up in the reception and and. Um, they think that he's just a, 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 a some guy because um, um, he's he's sort of, if not over or something, yeah, hungover yeah. or something, yeah. And he's got these massive um, kind of boots on and these massive flared trousers as well, hasn't he? Um, but um, interesting. And I think if I saw that now, I would definitely want to carry on watching it to find out what happens to some of these people and um, kind of get to know them a little bit better. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think one of the reasons I didn't watch Young Doctors to start with, um, or when I started becoming aware of it, was that I thought it was just going to be the romance plots. And um, but when you watch, you realise then that sort of links into like yeah, like the car accident or or what happens with the, the hit and run driver um, mm. becoming a bit of a psychopath and, and and so that you know you I like the psychopath type stories or like the mm. uh, and, and but some sometimes they need you need a love plot to get to get them and some of those started I Definitely. think one of the fir- I think one of the first plot lines I I saw was like a um um like a, a a creepy phone caller type plot line which is totally my ballpark and uh, some you know some nurse being getting a a, a scary phone call that that uh, that drew my interest 
one of the one of the memories I've really got, and and it, probably towards the end of the two hundred and fifty episodes that are on DVD, you've got the love tri- triangle going on between Doctor Tony Garcia mm. and uh, the two nurses, Tanya Livingston, mm. and um, I've forgotten the name of the other one, Lisa Brooks. Mm. Uh, and Lisa actually left the young doctors to go into cop shop, uh, the mm. actor, um, and was later in prisoner. But um, we could play that game all day. But um, that, that that kind of love triangle between those three, I thought, was particularly good. And wasn't Tanya played by the actress who played Pixie Mason? Yes, or yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, she was yeah. in it for she was in it for a long time, if not all the way. She through was. And they're not there at the beginning, so I think no. you kind of have to watch maybe like the first 100, 150 episodes for yeah. them to come into it. Yeah. But some really good stories there and um, quite a good premise. I think if it was if it was me back in 1983, I would definitely be tuning in to watch next week's episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, you've got Abigail coming in. Um, for playing a, who played Caroline in Sons and Daughters yes. and Daughters in yes. number 96. So I'm looking forward to seeing her because um she's i think she's really good in sons and daughters and um, we also get to see um she's in, she gets involved with the pop star doesn't she uh-huh. and um helen's son roger um is involved and we get to see some scenes with him and the actor that played uh paddy in prisoner because they they, uh-huh. they play a, a young couple in the young doctors mm-hmm. and then several years later they brought the actor and actress back together again in prisoner yeah. they kind of reunited their their relationship obviously it's different characters but you can see the chemistries there between them I mean, there's there's a lot of actors in Young Doctors from the later era who, when it was axed, went then went into Prisoner. Yes. Um, yeah. Pe- pe- people who played sisters and people who played doctors, and um, there's an actor who I've forgotten his name, but he was what well, in Prisoner when they had the male inmates come in. Um, there was the young handsome one. He, he yeah, was, it's Peter it's Peter Bensley. Ben, Bensley Peter yeah. Bensley. Yeah. Uh, he he was also in. Um, towards the end of young doctors i always had a soft spot for him and um, yeah 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 i agree with you on that <laughs> and uh yeah so i really would like them to i would like them to release more i'm mean, just hoping that now they've run out of sons and daughters that they they'll might, kind of think they more seriously do about doing it I think I've seen something as well on on the Facebook group about that the um the National Australian Television Archive are doing some work as well which yeah. um I think this it sounds like there's something going on behind the scenes but that, we'll have to wait and see. That might be yeah because there's I don't remember seeing any damage in any of the tapes there's I, I remember reading something about if you look at the end titles you can actually see a tear or something in in however mm. the, the the but that probably was there at the time um, yes uh, i think um, i think i think maybe there's there's one episode that the picture quality looks like it's been taken off someone's vhs mm. um i seem to think it's it's in the story where um somebody's pretending to be sister scott and ringing up and, and changing the orders and and mm. shouting at people down the phone and it's not her and everybody's really angry with her yeah. um and i seem to think it's one where um I think it's where Susan Richards is in bed and she gets a phone call at 3am from Sister Scott shouting abuse down the phone at her. And it's clearly not Sister Scott. It's mm. somebody else trying to be her. That, I think that's the episode where yeah. the, the kind of picture quality is not as good. But who knows? There could be tape damage. It mm. could be... Um, that I was surprised that, that I was surprised that there was tape damage in, in the first three episodes of Sons and Daughters. Uh, that mm. There's a scene where 
John will come to this more in more detail in just a second. But there's a scene where John's standing by the water, and 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 the the the, the picture is sort of um, gets sort of fuzzy and rolls up the screen a bit. But um, it, it does make me wonder. Um, but some some of the damage, it like I I, I almost wonder. Because until recently, I'd kept all my sons and daughters that I'd recorded back in the early 90s. Uh, but, and I kept them right until the discs started coming out. Because I have a friend who can digitize VHS anyway. And he did yeah. that with my Sutton Park stuff. So I said, well, let's keep the tapes until we know they're definitely all coming out. Because if worse comes to the worst, he could digitize my, my, my VHS any missing, copy. Any missing bits, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, it, it, make, it just makes me wonder. Because there's one, I don't think it's on... I think it might be on, it might be on the box set five. There's one episode because towards the end, it it was shown as 50 minute episodes, less times a week was Sons and Daughters, and um, but for our, for us for UK sales, they they chopped them up. I'm not quite sure when this started, but there were definitely episodes you can kind of go, oh, that was a halfway episode cliffhanger because sometimes mm-hmm. the less than the less exciting cliffhangers are probably because it was originally a 50 minute episode. But on one of the box sets, there's the only version they have to present is a 50 minute version. Uh, it's the only, the only episode they've done that for. Um, and, and I just wonder, I, I made me think, oh, if only if I, if I'd have had those tapes all neatly laid out, I could have checked, but I, I wonder if there was some damage that's happened in the last 30 years. That and they had to re, been, re, yeah, recreate it. Which wouldn't probably, have been, yeah. which wouldn't have been present in an old VHS copy I had from years ago. But, uh, um, cause you sort of yeah. forget you saw them such a long time ago. Uh, and then since then they've had another 30 years of life sitting on a shelf. Um, mm. um but, so uh, shall, shall we move yeah. on then to part yep. two of our, our afternoon serial? So yeah, we've, we've done the Young Doctors, and yep. now it's time for the other show, Sons and Daughters, which yeah. um, is a bit—it's completely different, isn't it? And um, it's quite—it's quite interesting, I think, how it first starts, isn't it? The kind of opening scene, not—not uh, not in the seventies, but actually back to the sixties. Yeah. A young couple who are about eighteen arriving at a, a boarding house, and the, the the woman is is pregnant, and it's you know it's obviously um, they're sort of running away from their families. Um, and can you tell us who the woman is? Well, she's played by Jack, Jackie Woodburn, and she's <laughs> she's playing Patricia Hamilton, is your that you'll meet later, much a few years later, twenty years later, but. Uh, um it's kind of, she isn't she isn't in it for very long but uh she she's it's it's unusual to see her playing a, a sort of a snappy snipey not very nice she's, aw- she's awful isn't she yeah. i mean I, I think the word i've written down is cold and acerbic she's yeah. horrible mm. she's really horrible to david isn't she yeah I, I i i started thinking you know have they just because i would uh, say that she necessarily looks the million well, it's, she's too young to look like Patricia looks like, and I was thinking, oh, with, with David, they've just gone for tall, 
and brown haired. But then the more I looked at him, I, I, I thought, actually, he's sort could, of the, could be, yeah, yeah, he's sort of the right, he's sort of quite a hairy looking guy, and he's kind of got a handsome face, and and I was like, yeah, I can see this being David. Um, Mm, I thought that as well, and and but what I noticed that they didn't do, they didn't they didn't use a different actor to play Fiona. No, no, they just gave given her a more sixties haircut, um, and um, she sat playing cards, isn't she? When the door goes, and um, yeah. Yeah. Um, which I thought uh, was quite good. But, but, so basically, this young couple arrive at this mm. at this this house. The woman takes them in, and we're introduced to Fiona, yep. who, who who's, who's going to look after them. And that that very night, um, it's almost a bit um, it's a bit like no room at the inn, isn't it? Mm. It's almost mm. like with um, I don't want to say it's biblical, but you've kind of got this mm. young couple. She's about to have a baby, um, mm. and they end up at this guest house, and Patricia goes into labour. Yeah, and Fiona, Fiona, um delivers the babies the, <laughs> because there are two what did you want a girl or a boy, boy. you've got one of each yeah patricia doesn't stick around very long she just she grabs, doesn't does she yeah, she grabs the girl and uh and clears leaves. off with a note yeah. and so uh, we then we then see a scene don't we with um with the, with the young david uh mm-hmm. with his baby and the baby boy obviously and fiona and and he's basically saying i, I can't i can't look after a baby like what you know, Patricia's left me. She's took the girl. What am I supposed to do? What are we even going to call him? Um, and you just get that sense that as a young man in the 60s, he's, he's just completely lost, isn't he? Yeah, well, he always was very much sort of needed looking after, even when you get to meet him later on. <laughs> he likes to be in control, but he needs looking after. What we then see is Fiona offer to uh, to look after this baby mm. until David can get on his feet and sort himself out, and mm. um, hopefully at some point David can have his son back. So, um, and they just don't. Doesn't David decide to call him John? Yeah, yeah. You, and that's that's basically all we know, isn't it, from the sixties? Then it, when it goes to the current day, which is, I guess eight. Well, it was filmed in eighty one. Don't know if they say it's eighty two, but it says um, Melbourne eighty two, yeah. Yeah. Um uh, and um you kind of get a bit of when you meet modern day David and his wife Beryl, there's just a few words a few lines that kind of sounds like uh, she had kids with David, but they adopted they eventually adopted um John or bought dot or bought John into the, the family. Um but it, it doesn't they don't they do it quite between a couple of lines of dialogue and a couple of flashbacks that John has later, um, one which I'll come to because it, it almost seems out out of character. But um, mm. but um, but anyway, we can come to that. So the, the the kind of first thing we see of John is, um, and I've written down that um, it's it's he looks like he's got Leo Sayer hair. <laughs> I've got to put John has awful hair. Is, is that a wig? Um, I don't know. Oh, and he seems to be climbing up like a tv mask yeah. now i wanted to ask you this because i don't know um i don't know if maybe you have any australian people listening to your podcast who might be able to tell us this but um i think from my knowledge my geeky knowledge of tv transmitters in melbourne the tv transmitters are all up on a mountain whereas uh-huh. in sydney they're actually at the tv studios Mm. So the fact that we see John climbing up the TV mast and it's at the studio, I think they've made a little bit of a mistake there because that would suggest that that was Sydney, not Melbourne. 
No, anyway, detective. Maybe I'm thinking <laughs> too much, but as as I say, we see this young man climbing up a TV mast with this big sign uh, to come to his sister, and 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 it's his best mate's wedding. Yeah. And you, you then see David and Beryl. Um, did, are they seeing that on TV? Yeah, it's being broadcast. Being, being broadcast um, on TV. Yeah, because the t- a TV guy is interviewing him. Um, uh, it's about, around this time you also see his brother Kevin. Kevin is helping out, but he's not actually up the tower. Yes. Um, and I love that because he's, he yeah. keeps ringing up, doesn't he? Putting on fake fake accents. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he does a posh voice. The first thing he's the first yes. his first line is him going, "Oh, I've just seen this boy on on yes. television. I think he's a really good chap." Sort of thing. <laughs> and then he ends up being Italian, and, um, yes. and, that, and that, that's Kevin. That's the younger brother. Or um, so nice bit of a um, nice bit of interplay there with those two brothers, and I think I think it's obvious to us as viewers that John, who is the lad with the hair who's gone up the TV mast, this is actually the baby that we've just seen from twenty years before, yeah. um, and that as you said, we've seen David and Beryl, and this is this is the same David that we saw with yeah. Patricia twenty years previously. Yeah, because there's there's the, the the children are John. Kevin and Susan, who's getting married. Yes. Um, so uh, we've got Beryl at home doing some sewing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're having this discussion about how David doesn't think very much of John. Yeah. Even, um, though, even though that's his son. But, but, but Beryl, of course, who's a, a great mum, who's, who's never had any problem that she was taking on somebody else's child um, or, or, you know, or her husband's child with another woman um, she, she's always accepted him as a but if anything it's been it's been david who had a problem um even if he says he just didn't um so the police arrive and john and kevin both end up at the police station and doesn't david have to go and get them out and bring them yeah. back home and and it's yeah. all a bit of a and, and you can almost see david's quite angry towards john isn't he and he's almost mm. blaming him for for having caused trouble and 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 i think he it calls him a bit of an idiot and, and, you know, you shouldn't have done it. And, and, and and you can kind of see that their relationship's not great. I've sort of grouped some of these things into, because of course there are a number of scenes, but I kind of grouped them together into thematic, sort of thematic. Yes. um, But it's around this time that John has a dream of a a girl on a horse. Yes. Um, Very, very, very clear and specific. uh, (laughs) What did you think of that? A bit like the, um, the the palm reader in the Young Doctors, it sort of it, it sort of makes me go, "Ooh, what's going on here?" <laughs> um, you know, e- even though we're not suddenly going to be in the middle of a supernatural soap, but uh, um, it, it's still a little bit sort of, "Oh, this is interesting. What's going on here?" And it's not long. It's not much further on in the episode that we actually get to see the girl who was yeah. on the horse. Uh, yeah. She's in Sydney, yeah. and um, she then gets into a car with a man and drives off. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you've got this scene where, kind of back to John, he then is then sensing that something's not quite right and he feels a bit anxious. Yeah. Um, and actually, at the same time, uh, the girl in the car um, and the man that she's with, they actually almost have a car crash, don't they? Um, and, they're almost uh, driven off the road. And the fact is, John and Bill, Bill being his friend who's going to marry his, his sister, they're, they're having trouble at work for locking around. And they're doing some. The boss has given them a last warning, sort of thing. And mm-hmm. they're they're helping move a, a, a heavy thing up on a uh, a pulley system. And at the same time as Angela's having 
her car crash, um, John sort of gets her. He psychic, just loses it, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he loses yeah. it, and he and causes the the um, thing to fall and break, um, and then they both get the sack. Um, so <laughs> that made me think of. Do you remember that? classic episode of only fools and horses where they're knocking through the chandelier oh, okay. and they knock not the wrong one and it yeah. smashes it, that, that that just made me think of that but yeah. um i don't know quite what was in those boxes but it, obviously whatever it was i don't know whether it was light bulbs or, or glass or something yeah. but it's a big issue isn't it that the box yeah. has dropped and, and yeah. as you say they get the sack from it so we've met Bill, who, um, as you said, that's that's the guy who's going to marry John's sister. What did you think of Bill? You soon discover that he's a bit of a bad badden, really, but mm. he seems fi- seems fine at the at the, at the start, start. But uh, yeah, it's quite soon reveals his true colours. I was going to say, we, uh, considering that later on, it's really a, a show about the two families, the Palmers and and and, uh, the, and Hamilton. the Hamiltons. Um, we don't see the Hamiltons a great deal in this episode. We see a lot mm. more of the story involving the Palmers with, with um, because Angela being a Hamilton and being that sort of face that he's dreaming of um, we, we, we and also, well, we're, we're coming to a plot line which will also explain um, why we see a lot more of the Palmers to start with but... Um, what do you think of them as a family? Um, the Palmers. No, the Palmers sort of very down to earth sort of they seem quite a traditional yeah. family don't they it's kind yeah. of mums at home sewing and yeah. the dad's out working and 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 the kids are growing up and um there doesn't yeah. seem to be anything out of the ordinary with them does though no and, and later on you know but there's times when Bera wants to go to work and david's not that happy about that and uh, he wants to provide and um well there's lots of twists and turns and and mm. and, and, and at one stage Beryl has the upper hand because she ends up, well, she, she ends up sort of not having to rely on on him, and she 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 can be, you know, the, the the tables turn a bit, and she's a bit yes. of yes, um, she she's the one with the money for a while, but uh, and and I have to say, Beryl, I know a lot of people think Beryl's quite boring, but um, I have to say, having watched much later episodes, um. And thank you for encouraging me to do so. Yeah. Um, Beryl goes through one of the worst things that I think has ever happened to anybody in a soap opera. Mm, is that um, with the baby? With the baby. Yeah. Oh, that that I don't know how. I don't know how. If I if you know if it was me, if I was the actor playing that role, I think I would have walked off set. I don't know how they did it. But mm. anyway, we'll come to that maybe later on at some point. But yeah. um, that that that's one of the worst things I've ever seen in a soap opera. Um, and uh, uh, one, one of the joys of later on is is Leela Hayes, who plays Beryl, getting to play a tarty version of herself, yes. <laughs> which 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 uh, some people would say is that must have been of, fun. Some people would say is the is those sorts of things are where the, where the show jumps the shark, but it's where I love it makes me love it even more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got John and Bill in Melbourne in yeah. the um is it a factory and they've just smashed up some equipment because John wasn't paying attention because he was having this psychic flash. Yeah. And we've then got Angela arriving home having just been in a car crash where she yeah. was nearly uh written off. And this is where we find out that Patricia is her mother. Yeah. And we see Patricia gossiping on the phone and I suppose this is where the jigsaw fits into place that the young girl that back in the sixties had walked yeah. off with a with kind of the girl baby, uh, yeah. this is this is Patricia and Angela, isn't it? Yeah. We, um, we don't necessarily in these first episodes 
kind of we we don't necessarily hear about she, she we know she's married to gordon but we don't know that gordon had this other wife that he was very much yeah, in love with we don't who, see that yet uh, we don't really we we do we eventually see wayne but we'll come back to him but we don't we really know that wayne isn't patricia's son um or not by blood anyway so um, this feels like a very different household doesn't it to yeah. the palmers you've not got mum and dad sat at home and and no. kids it's almost like where's you know gordon's out doing some business patricia's gossiping on the phone with social friends and she's arranging a party because it's um it's the twin well it's angela's 20th birthday which yeah. also means it's john's 20th birthday um but I noticed that Patricia was sort of put, she was a little bit more posh in this first episode. She's kind of, I don't know if it's just because she's just come off the phone and she exaggerates her accent a bit on the on, on the phone, but uh, she was playing it slightly posher than she plays it. Yes, I, mean, yeah, I, I, thought, I thought that as well. Yeah. But, uh, um, but yeah, but, but you don't get a lot more than, you know, there's a party being, being arranged and, um, and, and uh, it, it goes back more to sort of uh, the the factory and um bill goes back to speak to the 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 boss about having loose having lost their job and um it ends up with bill and you see bill hitting him and killing him mm. um although he doesn't die immediately it turns out but um but unfortunately about the same time um John has told David what happened, and David said you should go in and apologise. So he turns up at the factory at the, just just after Bill's left, and um, and find, find, finds him in, in in dead or dying, dying and, and dying, yeah. And um, and, and then of course, um, John tells David about that, but David doesn't not believe him, but doesn't believe him enough to make it look like. Mm. He's, he's he's unsure which is not what john wants the police arrive and in the end john runs off and goes on the run and that so that's so what a rat bag bill is so 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 mm. bill has basically killed his boss yeah. and is now letting i mean this guy's supposed to be his best mate yeah. he's marrying his sister mm. and yet he's quite prepared to let john take the blame um for what he's just done what a rat bag yeah and he, but then he, i suppose if you've just killed someone maybe you might not be thinking clearly yeah but, but he, yeah he kind of um keeps up the act and pretend oh you know um how dreadful <laughs> what did you think of the um what did you think of the bit where the police are letting isn't there a scene where doesn't doesn't i don't they say oh john just wants to say goodbye to his mother before he gives himself yeah. in and that's when he does a runner and you just think what are these police doing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they've come to arrest someone who's potentially just murdered his boss yeah. and they just oh yeah no that's fine you just go into another room and just have a chat with someone <laughs> and I, I just thought that yeah, that was a bit um a bit far-fetched but they need yeah. that for the plot yeah. to happen so so that john can get out the window and and, and do a runner yeah, yeah which he does um and he ends up in Sydney. He does, doesn't he? Um, and um, this is this is around the time you get the tape damage as well. Um, <laughs> that's not part so of the this plot. is so 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 this is the scene that we we get another flashback, don't we? Yeah. To, um And I actually thought this was quite it's quite sentimentally done, isn't it? But you get to see back to the I suppose it would be the late sixties by now, uh, and you've got a little boy in a school uniform. Um, we're living with his auntie Fiona and we realize that this is John uh, and his yeah. dad's come to collect him 
Yeah, she, again, it's, it's sort of established that he lived for the first five years with Fiona. Uh, mm. But I, I, what, what doesn't being true is the way they kind of do it. There's no conversation. There's no dialogue from from David. He just kind of almost <laughs> picks him, thing, walks yeah. in, picks him up, and walks out. Now he's going, Auntie Fiona, Auntie Fiona. And I, I mean, Auntie Fiona, uh, Fiona sort of talks to him and tries to say, "Oh, your daddy's here now," and all that sort of thing. I know. But but, but, but David, I can't see why, why would David have been like that. He's not that sort of person. He's not. <laughs> I just found that 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 whole scene with with almost David ripping ripping John away from Fiona was almost it was quite quite sad really to think that poor little boy though he's like all he's known all his life is living with Fiona and what? suddenly he's he's being dragged away by some man that he doesn't even know why why does it matter and why do, and they, she also mentions later that he, he says John says oh, I sent you a couple of letters and Fiona says oh well your father thought it was best to, it was, if it was a clean break but what but why mm, why does it need to be a clean break yeah. that's not really explained is it no it's just just a, again so, a plot point sort of a story so John's run away and suddenly he's gone from the drudgy, uh, overcast, dull Melbourne existence and suddenly he's in Sydney and it's all really sunny, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so he, he arrives and he he's obviously, he's remembered, hasn't he, the address? Yeah. Um, she taught tw- 20, 22 Manly Terrace and yeah. she, she's taught him, hasn't she? When, she, when he was so very little. Yeah. He kind of, he finally tracks her down. And, and mm-hmm. I think I've written down here that or perhaps this is the bit earlier where John does a runner. Um, it's Angela that then gets a bit of a thing that something's not quite right. I think she has a bad headache and she, yeah. I think there's a scene with, we perhaps get to see Gordon for the first time. Yeah. Uh, and I think are they going out for a meal and Angela's like, no, I, I really don't feel well. I need to go and lie down. And that's her having yeah. some kind of psychic yeah. um, episode and realizing that something's not quite right, but she doesn't <laughs> know what. Yeah. The, yeah. There's, um, there's that, there's that scene. And there's also a scene from the following day where uh, it's, it's her birthday and she's being spoilt and she gets given a horse. And, That's and, right. and there's a strange scene where you get introduced to Wayne and it, it looks like he's stuck to the, the seat because he's like sitting diagonal to, I don't know if everybody, maybe, maybe not everybody was there. I think I read something like him talking about it or something that, that it was doing that first scene with the horse being there or something that it being it being sort of complicated or mm. um, but it's weird he looks like he, he's sitting by a, in the driveway uh, uh, like on a garden chair but he's it's filmed in such a way that he's he's he has to turn <laughs> it's, like, yes. it's, like, it's like he's it's like he's been super glued to the chair and can't quite turn him he doesn't get up and walk over he just sits there and goes oh hello and and you realize that she doesn't really like him and he's been away and he he doesn't really like her much either I'm going to say something. I, I kind of feel with these first couple of episodes of Sons and Daughters, the story is really good, but the way it's been filmed is perhaps let the story down a little bit. It's almost like when when the scripts were written, that's really well thought through and really good, but the actual delivery of it, it's not a criticism of the actors, but it's almost like maybe the way it's been shot or the, the kind of camera angles or, or, or even asking Wayne to sit on that chair. <laughs> yeah. It kind of feels like they haven't quite, but then again, it, it, it's a new show. It's the first, it's the first episodes. They've really got to find their feet, haven't they? And, and kind of get into a rhythm for it. That said, um, 
any scene with Pat McDonald is uh, perfect. <laughs> so, what do you think of that scene where um, John John arrives in Sydney, knocks on the door, and she shouts, "Come in!" <laughs> yeah. She's like lie, lie, lying on her bed, sort of. Uh, <laughs> and what's she wearing? Hasn't she got like some kind of pink, pink, fluffy nightgown yeah. on? Yeah, and she, then she's like, "Oh, who are you?" <laughs> 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 she, she doesn't remember she doesn't she doesn't realize who he is what are you doing in my bedroom <laughs> but as um, soon as he says aunt fiona it yeah. all comes back to her doesn't it yeah and she's very good at doing those sorts of scenes i, I was I, just I, gonna say i thought that was really lovely as well yeah. that kind of reunion between them and, and and that goes back to that other scene where we've seen in the flashback the little boy being dragged away by his dad and i just thought that was lovely them coming back together after all those years and it was really heartwarming. I think she's very good at those sorts of scenes. There's a yeah. there's a scene I've seen um, very recently in season six when two major characters have just died, and she just has it. This is a scene with her and Janice in the garden, and and it's it's not in the script, it's just in the acting, really. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very good at it's a very good scene, and it's a very simple scene, and mm-hmm. she's just very good. At, I, the thing is. When I seen her in number 90, I knew her from Sons and Daughters, but I'm kind of, because her role that I've seen in number 96 is so comedy, and she can do comedy very well, and there are there is more opportunity in the later years for comedy Thought characters, that. Yeah, and, and, and she does that very well. Um, but she's still, play, she's still acting like as if she's in a, a drama, which she is, but... Mm. but her character I've seen in number 96 is so comedic. I don't think I'd have realized how good an actress she was had I not seen her in Sons and Daughters. And I, because she, she's really, really good in Sons and Daughters, isn't she? There's some really, um, particular, I mean, won't, won't spoil it for the viewers in case they're going to be watching these episodes, but, um, for, for the listeners out there, there is a quite, quite a tragic storyline coming up where, um, Fiona had lost a child years ago and, um, the child's grave gets desecrated and, yeah. and I thought she did that quite well. Yeah. Because it's the range of emotions that you would be going through. Yeah. It's just really good that she's in a show where she can show her range of acting rather than just playing a comedy character. Cause mm. I've never seen her doing anything half as serious or as that, as that in, in number 96. She is. So like that, she was the real, real kind of comedy character, yeah, wasn't she? Yeah. So, so John once once he's um, explained what she yeah. she actually says that she believes him, which yeah. that must mean a lot because clearly his dad didn't believe him. No, no. Um, no. which is um, why he's run away. So, um, and she gives him the name of Scott Edwards, doesn't Scott, she? Scott Edwards, yeah, I've got that. And I think don't don't we find out later on that Scott was actually the name of the yeah, um, the baby, the baby who that died. She, who yeah. died only he didn't well only he didn't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um um i'm trying to think if wasn't was was that the name was one of those names the name of the person that she had the child with yeah um, i think i think so yeah um it, 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 i can't it, remember yeah um <laughs> t- we also found out well Thank, I've, written, I've written down um, John has better hair now. Yes, he gets yeah. a haircut, doesn't he? So yeah. obviously whether it was a wig or not, or whether yeah. they'd actually hacked it off, whoever yeah. did that, 10 points to them. Yeah. Um, um, Fiona has a leg in a plaster and a handsome doctor comes and, and removes takes the plaster the, off. Plaster. You never see him again, I don't think. No, <laughs> you the, don't. You don't. What's the pity. Um, she, yeah, she's drinking champagne and... Um, and she champagne. loved champagne, didn't she? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, they make a thing of that, don't they? Where she's always wanting champagne. <laughs> One thing um, that I did think was interesting um, here was, so so John's talking to um, Fiona and, and says, but what about my mother? Hmm. What can you tell me about my mother? And Fiona's response is, I don't know. I didn't really, I didn't really know much about her. I didn't really see much of her. But, but as the series goes on, it sounds like they were <laughs> popping into each other every other week in, in, in different sort of... Because uh... don't, don't we get told later on that it was actually um, Fiona that introduced Patricia to Gordon because Gordon was looking for a... A housekeeper or, yeah. or a, a, yeah. a kind of nanny for his child Wayne, and that's how Patricia ended up living living there. Yeah. And also, Patricia was friends with the, the with with that Scott. Well, the 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 guy the, the guy that um, yes, he may have had the kid with, or, or um, and, and yeah, so they they obviously have have seen each other. So, but that that's more as time goes on, they kind of conveniently forget about that. Anyway, she could have been lying at that point, or just not or just playing it down so um. so it's 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 birthday for as you said we've we've already seen the scene with angela and the horse and 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 all of that but they're having very different birthdays aren't they john and angela yeah um Um, obviously she's in quite a wealthy family and showered with gifts and 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 he's run away from his family and um he's on the run yeah angela's the type of girl whose birthday makes the local newspaper um (laughs) <laughs> what did you think of that? I mean, could you imagine that now? Well, you know, maybe when it's our significant birthdays, it'll you and I will be in the local paper. Who knows? We're not in the same place, so it won't be. We'll have to. We'll have to uh, engineer it. <laughs> so, g- given that we're twins as well, birthday mm. twins. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever had a dream of me on a horse <laughs> with with beautiful long black hair? Yes. <laughs> Uh, not yet, but it's still time. Not yet. It's it's so, it's possible, it's, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and I might have done years ago and not not recognised you then because I didn't know what you looked like. <laughs> then. Um, I had to ask that. Sorry, that's too funny. So <laughs> we, we we then see, don't we, another dream sequence where John yeah. is is kind of dreaming of Angela yet again, mm. and he gets woken up by a young woman who's mm. offering to make him breakfast. Yeah. Which is which is what the first we see of Jill. Hooray for Jill. Who's Fiona's neighbour. And and it's I don't think it's quite explained just yet what's going on, is it? But but Jill is someone who lives in the same apartment building, yeah. or yeah. Um, is she a tenant? Or yeah, we, la- we later find out. We won't spoil that yet, but we, we later find out sort of how they know each other, how Fiona and, and Jill became friends. But uh, um, and you're right. This is this is the bit where it's in the newspaper. Uh, socialite's birthday uh, and you've got Angela and of course for John he's like oh my god this is the girl I've been dreaming about mm-hmm. so Jill um, then offers to take them for a drive doesn't she and yeah. um, we, we yeah. can go and have a look where she lives uh, jo- John does call home very briefly yes um, and speaks to uh, speaks to Beryl and I think speaks to Susan but um, or maybe Kevin, I can't remember. One of the, anyway, she, he won't, but he won't speak to his dad, and he breaks the call. Mm. Um, so th- thinking about what, why is the relationship so bad between David and John? Um, I've kind of watched, I've thought about this quite a bit, and do you think maybe 
you think maybe David um, maybe blames John in some way for um, what went on, or perhaps he's not able to have a good relationship with John as he is with his other kids because it's connected with the way he feels about Patricia and it's almost like John is this constant reminder of this other life that he could have had if Patricia hadn't walked out and taken Angela. I mean, he doesn't even know Angela exists, does he? It's just, it's just a girl that was born that um, kind of, kind of disappeared with Patricia uh, but it's almost like he, he doesn't want to get too close to John because then maybe that reopens the memories of, of how he felt about Patricia and I think what we will see isn't it obviously that David obviously still has a lot of hidden feelings for Patricia and yeah. um, that yeah. ultimately will have a big impact on the storyline won't it we, we do hear that um, um, his schoolmates have been teasing Kevin and Kevin's mm. a fiercely loyal brother, which you know, again shows how close they are. That he's been standing up for his brother and fighting them and stuff. What do you think of Kevin? I really like, I really like Kevin. I often find John very irritating, but um, um, Kevin, I was, I was liked, even though he does do things that are irritating at times. But he's really was, smart, though, isn't he? Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was warm to him more than I've warmed to John, but. Uh, I- I kind of quite like as well. Uh, once once Patricia does start meeting up with the Palmers, um, Kevin is one of the ones that's really anti Patricia, isn't he? He's yeah. really kind of quite firm, and and maybe some of that's to do with. Um, I mean, without giving too much away, um, clearly you kind of get the feeling that something is going to happen between David and Patricia again. But Kevin really is the one that he really is against Patricia, isn't he? And he's kind of he 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 can see what she's doing. Yeah. That she's a manipulator and that she's yeah. it's all all an act and she's just false and um he kind of stands up to her, doesn't he? Yeah. Um seems quite a smart guy. Yeah. Um and then the last main scene um is uh because we the version we have on the DVD uh it is just like a an hour or so. It's three episodes it? edited together, so it's hard to sort of tell. But we do get a cliffhanger when Jill takes John to. I don't know why they. I, I guess they, they stop go out the, for a drive, don't yeah, they? I guess they sort of roughly to the area where they know the girl in the paper lives. Um, and then coincidentally, she's on a horse, just riding past. Um, and, um, and, and John's like, we have to speak to her. And then suddenly he's like, just a minute. Where where is she? Because the horse is running, and and, and she's not there on on the horse. So they jump over the fence and and they find her lying, sort of in the um, kind of semi-conscious. Yeah, and then um, and he's just and, and and John just says she mustn't die. She mustn't die. And, he, and he's kind of holding on to her. Yeah, and then we get the fame, the first famous freeze frame. Yeah, because and, and the music all, kicks in. Yeah, all of the. Uh, uh, Sons and Daughters is known for its sepia freeze frames at the end. Yes. Of Would you have liked to freeze frame, Paul? I, I've, I've lived my life wanting it. Wanting uh, that freeze frame. Yeah, I want that to happen all the time. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, and I don't think I even watched, I don't even remember, it was before I watched Sons and Daughters, but I think my friend Harry might have done, because we used to have this uh, spoof soap opera we used to play in the playground when we were <laughs> probably too young, to be, probably too old to be playing games in the playground. But we had something called Detentions. It was supposed to be like a, a soap opera set at school. And we'd do a, a cliffhanger, then we'd freeze frame. <laughs> 
<laughs> and even if I even though I wasn't watching it, I knew what that meant. Um, uh, and it's not like they did that in Neighbours or any other soap that. Um, but I knew that was a that that was a thing to be respected. Um, but uh, yeah, what 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 about you? Have you always wanted a, a freeze frame? De- oh, definitely. And 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 you just kind of think, what like what would the scene be? What would be the news that you've just been given, <gasps> so that you yeah. can pull that face of shock, and then suddenly it starts to fade to sepia, and you've got the music coming in. That would have been fantastic. Well, it, it could be uh, could be uh, <laughs> Andy. I have something to tell you. Yes. I found out. I found out some news. <gasps> I Tell think, me. I think we might be birthday twins. What? Yes. <laughs> oh, no, there's a temptation there. Who gets the last line? Yes. Because I'm like, I was like, you, I should have let you have the last line. And then you could have got the sepia, but I had to speak again because I wanted the. Uh, it's very difficult. But, uh, we could fight. We, yeah, we, we could we definitely fight. fight. Well, that would be another. That would be another. Then we'd both be on the shot in the sepia. Oh, here comes Dean. <laughs> Um, one thing, one thing that we've not mentioned, and it's just rewinding slightly. Uh, I don't know whether you noticed this, but in the scene where uh, Jill offers to make John breakfast before mm. they go out for their drive, she's mm. she's cooked him some eggs. Yeah. <laughs> They're just absolutely dreadful. <laughs> Jill, Jill stood there with this plate of eggs, and it's just slop. It's 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 barely cooked, and, and she he... just flings it, and a load of it comes, a load of it flies <laughs> off the plate and ends up on the floor or something. And then he he has to sit down and eat what's left it's just what was that well i'm not sure (laughs) i i I wasn't sure whether he he didn't kind of uh almost kind of oh well i've got to get ready now and she ends up having to uh, (laughs) pretend to eat it yes that's it because yeah and and then half of it's kind of like splayed all over the table so yeah so so that's that's actually it isn't it for the first um i was going to say um I don't think you ever see Fiona's bedroom again. Not not that no. we're expect, not that we're expecting to, or not very often. Um, I'm just thinking of, you know, there are some houses that you only see certain rooms of, mm. you know, even years later. I mean, um, the, the Hamilton's house um, is almost the same for about five years, and then now I'm in the, like season six. They suddenly had a bit of a makeover, and it's got different wallpaper. For years, on the stairs down down to the front door there was a like a reproduction of a constable painting of salisbury cathedral um yeah, really coming from salisbury i yeah, yeah. i recognize that but that's gone upon that you know, um but that's gone because they they kind of m- make it much more 1987 uh, by the last season that 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 uh um, so in, in in these first three episodes i suppose more so than the young doctors they've they've really set up um it's it's about developing the characters isn't it and introducing us to them and, and these mm-hmm. are going to be quite significant people and, and how their lives are going to um interact with each other and you've yeah. got this thing about the, the the rich hamiltons up in sydney and the um the more working class palmers down in melbourne and mm-hmm. i kind of think Maybe that 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 feels a lot of a stronger start, maybe than the young doctors, because you yeah. you kind of want to know what's going to happen next with the different characters and 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 how it's going to play out. And I know that some people have sort of said perhaps sons and daughters, and there are some other shorter-lived Australian soaps that people have said, oh, that was their attempt at doing a a dynasty or a Dallas, having a rich family. I think. Where I prefer Sons and Daughters to a Dynasty or a Dallas is that there are the 
there is the rich family and the poorer family and they sort mm-hmm. of intermingle because I often find dynasty I just find that after a while all the business meetings all of the you get that on sons and daughters but it's not the only plot lines often it, it's just sort of rich people and you kind of you know, you don't really like any of them in the end. Um, it's 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 quite interesting, isn't it? How with American soap operas, it's all about rich, powerful families who are oil barons, or um, I don't even know what they were in Dynasty. Were they were they was that oil as well? Was that yeah, I think so, some kind of an un, unknown business? But they're all rich yeah. and powerful. Yeah. Contrast with British soap operas, which tended to focus much more on working class people, yeah. Coronation Street, back to back terraces, mm. Eastenders. You know, it's it's people living in a in 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 quite a rough area of east end london and and sort of brookside in liverpool again that was um perhaps the worst um the kind of like the most disadvantaged part of liverpool but certainly wasn't an affluent community Uh, whereas sons and daughters almost seems to straddle the two that you've got that mixture of rich and poor and i probably was brought up in a in a family who was somewhere between the two. Um, mm. So it, I can kind of understand both to a certain extent. Um, very rarely do they seem to do sort of that middle ground, but, um, but, but you can kind of, yeah, you can kind of recognize both. And um, yeah, so, sometimes the British soaps are a bit too, um, or that they're a bit, a bit no. too gloomy and a bit yeah. too dark. <laughs> and, 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 and I kind of like that with, um, both so, young doctors and sons and daughters that you've got that potential to see a broader range of people in society and I, I mean we've seen at the hospital Brian and Laura they're obviously quite affluent mm, and quite mm. rich and, and and we kind of see that Laura's going to have quite a social life even though and, they can't afford a window but there we go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and um and weren't I mean things like Patricia on the phone really hideous brick that she's holding i thought that was quite funny mm-hmm. uh, it's it, it does kind of feel it, it it really appealed to me because it's got something that we didn't really have at that time i think i get i guess um the australia sort of moved into that sort of area which you know with neighbors and home and away where they're probably more middle class people they're certainly not they might they may they may they may work you know but they're, they're not really they're not really working class in the coronation street type of way they 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 definitely have quite nice mm. houses but they're not rich people but um both home and away and neighbors have quite middle class it's probably one of these again what they say that you tend to like what you associate with or what you recognize and it's probably better to go somewhere in the middle rather than than definitely. go to, to, to or certainly go uh, i think people got bored of seeing rich people I mean, yeah. if you want to watch that, you watch a, a reality TV programme these days. Of course you would. So that's it. We've come to the end of episode three already. Um, yeah. And I kind of feel like there's there's a lot going on in those first three episodes of Sons and Daughters. I know we've mentioned about tape damage, but I don't know whether maybe this was just my box set, but the picture quality seems really poor on those first few episodes of Sons and Daughters. The the, the kind of the Young Doctors episodes seem much better quality. Yeah. Um, yeah. The picture so, quality seems a lot better on, on on that. Also, the title sequence, especially in the early episodes, the lettering sort of strobes a bit, and sort of. Mm. Um, I don't know whether there's much clean up has been done on. Maybe the young doctors needed more clean up, and they perhaps thought that the young doc, the the son, that sons and daughters didn't, but they could have 
Pops benefited from doing a bit. But. And uh, one of my favourite names on the um, on the, the the kind of closing titles of Sons and Daughters, um, I think. I don't know whether it's a, a man or a woman, but the um, the person who does the audio, Izbizak Krishkoviak. Gosh. <laughs> I had to look that up as I had to say it. I've probably said it wrong, but um, and that's a name that you see on those titles for quite a long time, isn't it? I think, um, is it Patricia Hutchins? I think that might be right. I think she's Michael Hutchins' mother. Really? I think she's involved behind the scenes as well. I might be totally imagining it, but I, she certainly... Uh, yeah, there, there are quite a few people who are involved. Or Someone her. else to look out for later on is Caitlin Kirkpatrick. Mm. And I think she's a director's assistant, mm. and that's actually Maggie Kirkpatrick's daughter who played mm. Joan Ferguson in Prisoner. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so while Joe, sorry, while while Maggie was down in Melbourne doing Prisoner, uh, mm. her daughter was up in Sydney. Um, mm helping sons and daughters to be made. So that's, it's quite interesting, isn't it? How um, it's for them, it was, I suppose perhaps in a country with less people, less actors, you are going to see people recycled more often and some of the same names and faces. I don't know what it is. When it's it's an Australian show, if somebody appears in multiple shows, I love it. But Mm. I'm also, on the other hand, I'm like, oh, no, like if I'm watching TV and it's, oh, not another drama with so-and-so actor, not another drama with, oh, do they only ever make films with so-and-so yeah. actor? Um, I think I'm just contrary. I, if it's Australia, come back as often as you like. If it's uh, UK, I don't want to see so-and-so on the we TV. We become over-familiar with them when they're in Britain, don't we? Yeah. Whereas I think maybe that's some of it as well. I've 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 enjoyed that over the years when you've seen I've just seen some episodes of um Sons and Daughters recently where um is it Annie Jones has come into it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um and you think, oh that's Jane from Neighbours. And, yeah. and, and 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 like you say, if somebody from EastEnders went into Coronation Street, you'd just be thinking mm. boring. But it's mm. a bit more interesting to maybe spot spot the actor, isn't it, with um mm. with some of those older shows. Yeah. So mm. again, another good another good opening to a to a series. And I think if it was if it was back to 1983, I would be keen to watch this again next week and, and, yeah. and kind of follow up what's going to happen with these two very different families. And yeah. there's clearly something between these two um, twins, isn't there? They don't mm. know they're twins yet. They just got this kind of connection between them. And I think it's, it's interesting how that probably quite, um, probably quite, quite groundbreaking as well, because um, it feels to me like there's some kind of chemistry between them, but the brother and sister. And I think one of one of the big things about Sons and Daughters is because it's set in different cities, it, 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 you do have some houses that are, always seem to be in it, like the Hamilton's house and Beryl's house, uh, but you often get new sets when you've got new characters or mm. or new backgrounds or when they're filming in Mumbai, you've got a country setting. Um, it, it's it's interesting because you know you know and and also you know. In later episodes of Neighbours, they they had like a vineyard set, and they had all sorts mm. of outdoor locations, and and her home and away, being by by the beach, also gets to go into the bush and travel around. Yeah, yeah. I just think it makes it much more interesting than oh gosh, we're back at uh, Albert Square again. I'm sure they do go places, but not very exciting places. <laughs> I think you're right. That that is a very big difference between. Um, British soap operas and Australian ones that we get to see a bit more of the world around it. And it's mm. not just all set in one place. 
Um, even with the young doctors, we do get to see different restaurants and different um, different kind of outdoor shots. I think there's one where they're having a pool party mm. uh, in someone's house, and, and, and I think someone has an accident, and, and you just know they're going to end up back in the hospital again. But yeah. um, mm. you do get to see that bit of outside life. I think that's quite interesting. Yeah. Um, so there we well, go. I think we're running out of time, unfortunately, but um, we're definitely going to record again together probably more on soaps but also we, we we've got our official broadcast to the nation to do later in the year mm, uh, our, yeah. our, our our 50th birthday wisdom Ooh. episode <laughs> i don't know what we're going to say in it but it, it, it gives us plenty of opportunity to uh, we'll have to think of something special for that Paul. Uh, uh, yeah and also um who knows you, you you might even turn up as a as a character who does a freeze frame in an episode who knows <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> Just got to work out who you, who you could be. But, um, but, uh, Maybe who, somebody who who's already been in it, but the kind of um, uh, recast, like re, you have been recast. <laughs> yes, come back from Brazil having that plastic surgery. <laughs> Dini, long lost father. Or something. <laughs> Dini, you never oh, met that, your fa- you never met your father, did you, Dios? That would be good enough for a freeze frame, wouldn't it? Yeah, Dios, <laughs> you never met your father. And he's your father, even though he's a man. But I don't know that, how that then, works. But if we're twins, oh no! What does that mean? That means, that, that means your Dealey's uncle. Deals, I'm your uncle and your dad. <gasps> deals, free throw deals. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to be smiling. You're supposed to be shocked. Oh dear, actors. So there's there's about three different freeze frames that you could get from that. <laughs> yeah, deals. Oh dear. Well, listeners, um, that's all we've got time for. We, we, we'll have a little bit of a chat at the end, but uh, but we, we, we're going to say goodbye. I'll say thank you very much to Andy, my birthday twin, and uh, thank you very much for having me, Paul. It's been a pleasure. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to think of a you know a new. Maybe we can do some end of season. Well, we'll have to see what we've got on the best on the best cliffhangers. Yeah, <laughs> um, we're, we're a bit limited with what's on. I need to watch more of the. Uh, Young Doctor's box set, but uh, um, yeah. <laughs> Okie dokie, right? <laughs> Say goodbye, Deals. Yes. Yes. It's been a pleasure, hasn't it? Yeah. And I'll say goodbye as well. Yeah. See you later. See you later. Bye. 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 See you now. Can't hear you yet. Hello. I can hear you now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what was going on there, Paul. Magic. Well, not magic. Bad magic. <laughs> How are you doing? Oh dear. I'm good. Are you? Yeah, not too bad. I today went quicker. I woke up really, like late for me, like nine o'clock, and and I usually wake up like six or something. I'm like, you must have needed it. Have you had a, Have you had any rain? Uh, I'm not sure. It's overcast. I think we might have done. I think the, the the tarmac outside looked like it was a bit wet earlier, but I don't. I didn't remember it. But um, at, uh, we had um we had a god almighty thunderstorm in the night. It was really really loud. But and then the rain was just like, oh my god, it's going to flood. But then twenty minutes later, it just stopped, and it's just been. In fact, it's been sunny all morning. Yeah. 
Mm. Uh, Healy's sitting by the window. You're a bit sideways, dear. It's, like, it's not he's slanting. No? <laughs> <laughs> he's slowly tipping over. Mm. I can't even tell if his eyes are, are, are you awake. Mm. No, we don't want him to come and join us. No sign of Moriarty. Am I allowed to even? <laughs> Am I allowed to even say that? Yeah, yeah, he can't hear through here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't tend to notice Moriarty. I think it's because Toby has the room that we used to have when we were a couple, and I have the smaller room which Callum used to be in when he lived here. Um, okay, and, and so Toby's more aware when Moriarty comes to the window. I think because he mm. that's his office as well, so he's right. really. A, He's really the um, main flirt when it comes to Moriarty. We only call him Moriarty because, obviously, he's a rival of Dealey. But we, yes. You know, we don't <laughs> I know, love we it. We don't know if it's a girl or a boy. But... Mm. <laughs> and she's never been, he, she has never been evil either. They've never, you've never had a fight off a uh, top of a water pool, have you? Dealey's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> we kind of thought that Moriarty was a girl because, because, um, oh, hello. Are you coming to join us? Mm. Yes. I don't know where my dog is. She's, run off she's too it's too hot for her it's so humid isn't it hello dealy hello hello it's my birthday twi- it's, it's it's my birthday, it's twin, a birthday twin do you know do you know do you recognize the, the similarity <laughs> mm, mm. don't get in the way of the microphone dealy hello Oh, now you get four stuck. Oh, that's better. That's better. You can see better now. Hello, Dealey. Can you hear me, though, is the question. Probably not, unless you can hear me through the ears. Yes, maybe. Uh, <laughs> probably thinks you're a TV program. Probably thinks you're an episode of Sons and Daughters. Hello. Well, we're about to be. <laughs> yeah. It's about to be. Yes, <laughs> you're dribbling on my arm. Oh, <laughs> you mean Dealey. Dealey's Um. So, so, yeah, we thought that Moriarty might be a girl because she looked like she was putting on weight at one point, and we hoped that she was going to bring us a kitten, but that never happened. We've never seen kittens. Mm. Probably just, she probably just, it's probably just like, she'd just been getting lots of treats from lots of different places or something. Yeah. My partner was telling me about, um, we used to have a cat at the old house before we moved here who was a timeshare cat and used mm. to visit several neighbours and used to come around for dinner and all sorts of cuddles and kisses and mm. um, apparently was doing it with about four or five different neighbours as well. Yes. And then going back it? and having its proper dinner. If you believe it, that sounds like a life that you could have had. <laughs> so you don't get to go outside. You don't. Mm. Mm. You just want, it makes me want to cuddle cuddle daily now. <laughs> mm, come here. Yeah. Come through the internet. Come on, dear. Get in there. Go on, get in that little space. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's a podcast Chai Life hat. Yeah. That's it's great. Last year last year's logo. <laughs> <laughs> That's did, fantastic. Did, I think I did that one on Redbubble. Um, I, I I need to do more things. I mean, I don't expect other people to buy them, but I want. You can I have want a little one, shop. Well, I want. Well, I have got a little shop on Redbubble, but I, oh, have you? I, I want 
I want merchandise of my own, you know, stuff. So it doesn't really matter who buys it or no one buys it. I still want it. <laughs> it's <laughs> like when I, when I self-publish my books, I, you know, I want, I did it in all formats because I wanted to have a hardback version of, mm. even if I only sell 10 books, at least I got hardback copies and I got paperback copies and I got, and um, you've got to be on the cover of things, don't you? Mm. Are you, on, are you on this, this is, this no, is daily, on. isn't it? Yeah. You're not on this. You have been on the logo before. Yeah, so I was show, uh, going with what I say about um, soap operas and title sequences. I change the music every hundred episodes, and I change the logo every year. So um, I keeps it even, fresh. Even if I use an older photo of people, because <laughs> I can't find a good one of me now. <laughs> uh, yeah. I gotta go now. Goodbye, 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 goodbye,
I'm now about four or five episodes away from uh, of episodes I won't have seen for 30 years. And, and then it'll be wow. ones I saw. Um, <clears throat> like, and, and I have been like reassured that sometimes, you know, I don't know what people don't like about but people. People talk about the latest seasons or some people talk about the latest seasons like it. it's a completely different show and all the, mm. the characters in the early years are like, you know, unbeatable and and I don't think that's true at all. I think a lot of the characters that go, I'm like, a few weeks later there's some new characters and I'm like, oh, I like these ones now just as much as I like the old ones. Um, and, and so I, I don't really get what people don't like. I think uh, they're just different, aren't they? I mean, I suppose the first... The first couple of years of it, I remember more um, with the kind of John and Angela story and that playing out, and and I'd, yeah, you do kind of get a sense of that once they've gone, they're almost like trying to recreate maybe that thing with maybe Andy and. I, I struggle a bit with Andy. I don't dislike him as a character, but I just feel there's a lot of time where he's not actually doing anything. And I don't know how the actor stuck at it because, you know, you hear actors saying, oh, they, they weren't giving me any fresh stories. And I was almost like a background. It's almost like other than that mobile disco, I, I've watched probably a hundred episodes and all he's done is either he's almost like a vehicle for other people. Yeah. Mm. Which well, I just think that must've been incredibly frustrating. He's also at some point like Wayne's sidekick doing nasty things that Wayne tell him, mm. tells him to do. He he does change. He's quite a cipher for whatever they need him to be. But mm. um, um, on the other hand, I think that about Patricia slightly. You know, I was expecting how great Patricia was, and then there's whole periods where she's like she's had a she's having a nervous breakdown. Then she's off for about, which seems like six months. Well, mm. she's and then then she's back, and then she's leaving in about three weeks' time. And I'm like, I'm like. Where's this great Patricia that I'm supposed to be? Well, but you know what? I actually think watching it now compared with watching it when I was a kid, and I mean, I was a bit younger than you when I saw it, and my memory's perhaps not quite so good because it's further back, because I can remember it when it was um, right back when it started. Yeah she's such it's such a good character and so well uh done and even as soon as belinda gibling comes in and picks it up it's like such a good character yeah i i do like you prefer alice i like you? yeah um she, she doesn't she doesn't go off on she doesn't vanish for so long when she goes her holidays yeah. her holidays are shorter <laughs> you see when when I keep watching it now and I keep seeing Alison, I just keep seeing in my mind, it, I, have to, I keep saying to myself, it's really Patricia, it's really Patricia. And I keep kind of like half closing my eyes thinking, does it look like Rowena Wallace with a wig on and mm-hmm. lost a bit of weight? Um, and it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, there was a line the other day, an episode I watched where Gordon said, oh, she even looks like Patricia. <laughs> And it was like, hmm, you haven't worked that out yet. But I loved the way I've just seen the one where David come back because talk about people leaving and then yeah. having time off. He's, I think, did they say in the notes that he'd um he'd gone away to do a film or something? Yeah, but, or he, um, and a few times he was going to go away for a film and then it didn't happen, so he came back and he came back. Uh, so yeah. he's he's just come back from South America, and as soon as he sees her, because yeah. they've brought that fake woman in, <laughs> who uh, looks like a fake, fake Patricia. Yeah. Who, who? It's interesting, and, and I thought, you know, they've, they've they've really planned this really well because when 
she's in the hospital and they get that fake photograph mm. to throw Fiona and David off the trail of that other woman. This is what she looks like now. Mm. Now she's had the plastic surgery. It's, it's the same actress that they bring in mm. when they bring the fake Patricia in later mm. on, but she's obviously had her hair chopped or something, but mm. I thought that was quite well done mm. where you've got David talking to Alice and knowing it's Patricia, but pretending that the new wife he's got is Patricia when everybody knows it's not her. Mm. And then you've got that silly door. I don't like. Is it Mary? I I can't warm to her. Uh, she the one who's um, um, what's his name's real life daughter? Uh, Damon, yeah, Damon, and, and Mary Humphreys is real life daughter. Is all oh, right, really? I think, I think that's Mary. Yeah, Mary's the sort of the one who's actually the, what the what Wayne. Well, I don't know how far you've got into Wayne's it. sister. Because yeah. I think, don't they get married? Well, I don't want to have any yeah. spoilers, but I think I've, I've read that they, yeah. they're they about to get married and, and, and they're about to stop the wedding, but um, yeah. haven't got that far yet. But I just can't warm to her. She's just not. No, no. Well, she won't be. Given, <laughs> give, given that she's supposed to be Gordon and Patricia's child, I just can't. It just doesn't. I don't know whether the casting's not right or she's not, she's not strong enough. She's not got either of them in her. She's a bit, she's a bit, uh, she's too short. She's too quiet. She's too, she's and I get like that she's been dream. brought up. <laughs> yeah. She's been brought up by elderly people and she can't read and write properly. And she's got low confidence and, and I get all that, but she's not got the screen presence that someone like uh, Lisa Crittenden had playing um, Lee, Lee Palmer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because even like she's she's not had a good time, obviously being gang raped and and feeling rejected by a, a, a stepdad and whatever. But you, you, she doesn't. She's she's got a really. She steals the scenes, doesn't she? When she yeah. comes into it, and I really don't find that with Mary. I just think hurry up and like get rid of her. <laughs> but some of the people say there's a character. Uh, there's a character called Janice who's. Um, um, Fiona's niece, who's like very religious, right. and, and people complaining about how irritating she is. And I'm like, oh, what do you want? Do you want a whole load of characters that are all lovely? Isn't that the whole point mm-hmm. that she is irritating and that she's very got she's very fight, fighting with Fiona because she's very well. We haven't had that before. That's a new type of character to have. Yes, it might be irritating, but it's that's the whole point. You have to kind of you can't just have nice characters or there's nothing left. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's just having tea with each other. <laughs> I did feel a little bit cheated with jill's departure because really jill mm. was kind of like the last one of the um original apart from wayne yeah. jill was like the last one of the original younger people mm. really wasn't wasn't i mean i'm probably getting that wrong there's probably a load of other people that no. were still in it but well, and, and i just thought maybe they could have with her and them um, is it terry i thought yeah. they could have they could have explored that a little bit more they could have at least maybe shot a few scenes and spread them out over a few episodes once she got because she moves up to Wumbai, doesn't she? And yeah. they're friends. But I just thought we could have seen a little bit more of that. That would have maybe finished the story off a bit nicer. And I'm not saying they should have got together, but... But also, if she's somewhere in Wumbai, they still have scenes set in Wumbai. We never see her there. Yes, correct. So like, one of those she moved to London or something. <laughs> yeah, and it just feels a little bit like... Yeah, bit, I... bit, bit, bit poorly. Well, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's the problems of soaps anyway. Like I've there, so there, there's been a few, there's been a funeral and a wedding in season like either late season five, or early season six, and John and Angela don't turn up to these funerals or weddings, even though you know, there's no reason why they no shouldn't. You'd think they definitely yeah. would. Yeah. Um, and, and other characters 
definitely would. Um, and and, um, uh, and also that they kind of wreck, wreck on it, if, if that's the right word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. With, with, with Alison, because she's very, ups, very upset. She never sees John Landry anymore. And the people are saying, well, you need to make, you know, you need to try and uh, build bridges. And But when the when she last sees John and Angela, she's not on bad terms, particularly with them. Hmm. I don't think I don't remember. They, I mean, they haven't seen her since she changed her face. But you know, I think they they, they don't leave like on totally bad terms. So it's more like yes, because to... because there's a point where she says, right, that's it. Those twin the twins. I'm done with them now. You know, you're out of my life. Forget it. But then gradually she realizes that she does still want to. Be. The Shy Life Podcast is one of them's. Hmm. Uh, did you like that episode, uh, Sassy? Uh, that episode of what? <laughs> Never mind. Oh. Six Wow, that was a good episode. This is just the weirdest thing I've ever heard. So, given that we're twins as well, birthday mm. twins. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever had a dream of me on a horse <laughs> with with beautiful long black hair yes <laughs> uh, not yet but it's still time not yet it's it's, it's possible isn't it yeah yeah well, I might have done years ago and not, not recognised you then so I didn't know what you looked like then. <laughs>